Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, we should be good there. And uh, what's up, brother Benny? What's hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, what's hey Benny. Hey, 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 hey. What up, hey, man? Anthony. Bro, tell him. Yes, sir. Pastor. Okay, we're live, brother. All right. And uh, Anthony, if you can unmute yourself, we're ready to start. Uh, I think I just did. Am okay. I good? Yes. Okay. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, men of God, children of God. Welcome once again to the National Men's Prayer Call, where we meet every Tuesday and Thursday from 7 to 7.30 a.m. Central Time. If you're on, uh, have share. Call another brother. Call a sister. Bring your wife in. Have them to join us this morning. Uh, they're in for a treat. Uh, we just want to welcome everybody to the National Men's Prayer Call on this day, July the 27th, 2021, a day that was not promised to us. But oh, we give thanks to God for just allowing us another opportunity to just uh, experience this platform, just to, to experience life itself. So we just tell God, thank you on this morning. Uh, we just want to uh, expound uh, or continue to expound on the word uh, of, of God through the many uh, uh, brothers that uh, he's provided uh, us contact with. And today we have uh, one of our brothers, I'm going to call him our brother, you mean our very own Joe uh, Pellegrino. He's been on uh, a time or two before. So you're in uh, for a treat. Definitely you're in for a treat as we uh, finish out uh, the four attributes of a man, we, we talked about maturity, decisiveness, and consistency, and now we're on strength, the strength of a man, you know what I mean, the, the attributes that, that God will have us uh, instilled uh, and employed down within us. So we, we're going to uh, close this out on a strong note. I know my brother is going to come strong this morning, the CEO and founder, the founder of Legacy Minded Men, so we're not going to take up much time because we want to get out the way so we can get him out the bullpen. Uh, but Get your fork, get your knife, get your beer, because we're, we're about to go to breakfast. Uh, so uh, with that being said, we want to also acknowledge uh, those individuals that are on our, our prayer list. We have, uh, we want to talk, uh, our bro brother Joe Pellegrino, give him, uh, talk, pray for traveling grace and mercy. Uh, we want to also talk about, uh, pray for those individuals on the prayer request that are prayer, prayer the end to the National Men's Prayer Call, that have emailed us prayer. We, we, we have you in our prayers. We, we got those, uh, request. So we, we're going to pray for you all. Also, we want to pray for Mary Ann Silva, uh, the young lady that's uh, dealing with a brain aneurysm. Brother Greeno uh, said that he prayed over last night and, and he, he got a reaction. I'm telling you, look at that. Don't tell me what my God can't do. And uh, so I just want to let my brother know that uh, our God is able and of course he knows that, but I dealt with uh, situations personally with brain aneurysm. My mother died from a brain aneurysm. And my sister ended up having a brain aneurysm two years later, but made a full recovery. So don't tell me what God can't do. So I, I've, I've experienced it. I've, I understand what you're going through. My brother, I understand what that family is going through. So we're going to lift them up this morning in prayer. And I always like to start off with a scripture. And my scripture for this morning is Matthew 4 and 4. It says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. <laughs> Hey, let me explain this. This 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 came after 
40 days and 40 nights of fasting for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then guess who came? The tempter, the devil, came to tempt him at, at, at his weakest point. And now if he attempt, if he tempt our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, what do you think he's going to do for us? So we have to stay prayed up. We have to continue to fast. We have to continue to pray. Second Corinthians 4, 16 says, therefore we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. So Father, we just want to go to God in prayer this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you as humble as we know how, Father. We, we just come to say thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for allowing us uh, to see this day. Father, we, we thank you for waking us this morning. We thank you for touching, touching us with your finger of love. Father, we know that it was not our long clock that, that allowed us to, roll, to rise this morning, but it was you, oh Lord, and we thank you, Lord. Lord, I'd like to thank you for every man, every family that's represented on this prayer call this morning. Father God, just thank you for allowing us to come together just one more time and to fellowship. Father, here we are, eight years later, Father, still going strong. Because, Father God, we're moving forward with your plan, Father God, with your vision, not ours, but you planted these seeds in this ministry. You planted these seeds in this administration. So we thank you. We thank you for our very own Dr. Kenneth Green, the visionary, Father God, the, the one that you spoke to first, who, the one that you, 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 you allow, Father God, the Holy Spirit to, to look through his eyes, to look through his heart, to, to formulate and to, and, to, and to create this foundation, Father God, where we can come and be fed, Father God, spiritually, and as well as uh, just, just mentally, Father God, and emotionally, Father God, where we can talk about things that men deal with, Father, that we don't normally talk about, that we want to shy away from. But here, Lord, you, you, you've allowed our voices to be heard. So we thank you this morning. Father, we just thank you, Father, for this opportunity, Father God. We just thank you for this fellowship. And Father, we, we just want to uh, be transparent, Father God, in our doing. We just want to be transparent in our message, Father God, because if we present ourselves as being above the word, Father God, it's not going to, it's not going to go forward, Father God. It's not going to allow us to, to have spillage. It's not going to allow us to plant seed, Father. But we have to be transparent. We have to let, let people know that, Father God, that we hurt, that, that we deal with, with, with trials and tribulations, that, that we dealt with these things. So that's why, Father God, you've equipped us, Father God, with the understanding, Father God, and the resources that we need in order to, to, to talk about strength, in order to talk about consistency, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we, want, we just want to address our prayer list, Father God. We, we, we thank you. Father God, that you've given us this opportunity, Father God, to, to be in a position, Father God, to pray over others, Father God, when we have trials and tribulations that we're dealing with. But Father God, you've given us the strength, Father God, you, you've given us the understanding and the wisdom, Father God, where we can carry on, where we can pray for others, even in the midst of our storm. So Father God, we, we want to pray for our very own Joe Pellegrino. We want to pray for Miss Silver, Father God, who's dealing uh, with the brain aneurysm, Father God, as I spoke earlier, Father God, that You've allowed me and my family, Father God, to deal with, Father God, that situation more than once. So I know what that family is going through, Father God. I, I know what the husband, I know what the, 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 the loved ones are going through, Father God. I ask, Father God, that you touch their mind, that you speak to them, Father God, that, that you give them understanding, Father God, in the midst of the storm. But I tell you, Father God, and I speak to them now, and I, and I hope they hear me, Father God, in the spirit, Father, that it's not over. Because, Father God, I, we serve a God who works in, who deals with them, Father so we thank you this morning, Father. We thank you for healing, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for, for showing up, Father God, for showing up and showing out at our worst time. 
The scripture says that, that the tempter came to Jesus after he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. That same tempter, Father God, the devil, Father God, he tempts us, Father God, when we're at our lowest. When we feel like there's no other way out, Father God, when we're stressed out, Father God, here he comes. But, oh, Father, your word says walk by faith and not by sight. So that's what we're doing, Father God. We're walking by faith, Father God. We're, we're operating our faith, Father God, not by what we see. Yes, Father God, she may be in a hospital bed, Father God. We may see tubes and, and things running out of her, but, Father God, we're operating out of faith, Father God. We see healing, so we're going to speak healing. We decree it and declare it right now in your name. Father, give Joe Pellegrino traveling grace and mercy, Father God, as he travels to and fro uh, to check on Mary Ann Silver, as well as, Father God, to as we handle uh, the business, Father God, that you've given them control over. Father God, I pray, Father God, that you give him um, the consonants, Father God, and, and, and the clarity that he needs, Father God, in order to deal with that situation, as well as to deal with the other things that are on his plate. Father God, strengthen him, Father God. Guide him, Father God, strengthen his heart. So, Father God, we're talking about the inner man. Strengthen him, Father God, from the inside out. And Father, for all of those that are on the prayer list, Father God, the sick, the shedding, Father God, those that are dealing with death, Father God, speak to their minds, Father God. This, this is the only thing I just speak to their minds, Father, speak to their situation. Father God, some way, somehow, they need to understand that you are healed, Father God, that you are in the midst of that situation. So we thank you, Father. And we just ask, Father God, that you uh, remove us, Father God, and allow your word to come forth. As Father God, as we bring forth our uh, own brother, Joe Pellegrino, today, Father God, clear his mind, Father God. Speak to his heart. Allow the word to go forth, Father God. Allow us to be fed, Father God, a good spiritual, Father God, nutritional breakfast on this morning. So, Father, we just thank you for this platform, Father God. We thank you for the opportunity, Father God, not just to uh, pray for the sick and shed in, not just to pray for uh, the individual brothers on this platform, but to pray for our world, Father God, to pray for our children as they get ready to go back to school, Father God, to pray over this COVID-19 thing, Father God, as they say another strain is coming out that's going to be worse, uh, uh, worse than the first one, Father. But we know God, Father God, who's bigger than any strain that comes out. So we thank you, Father God. We stand bold, Father God. We're like trees planted by the rivers of water, Father. We will bend, but we shall not break. Thank you, Lord. This is our prayer. In your most precious darling son, Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Well, amen and amen. We're just so excited to be able to bring uh, Joe Pellegrino. Joe has partnered with us, and we're just so excited that he and the legacy-minded men have been a part of that. Uh, we have, um, over the last probably 90 or more days, we've been partnering with Joe. Um, he's been pouring into us. We've been uh, pouring in, into the legacy-minded men movement. So that is a, it's a, I call it a collaboratunity. That's when collaboration <laughs> and opportunity come together. <laughs> That's the word that I've, uh, I put there. But uh, and as we're praying, as we're teaching, as we're talking, the Lord just admonished me that we need to pray that we have the strength to handle the blessing. When the blessings come, you know, sure, we want to pray for sickness and 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 and, and di difficult days and times. But we also need to pray that when we are blessed, when we get the blessing, that we're able to sustain it and to obtain it and to just retain it by being sure that we are 
or honoring God in the delivery of that blessing. So I'm not even going to try to, to give uh, Joe a, 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 a bio background. This is just a good, cool brother from uh, Jersey that lives in Florida. How about that, Joe? The floor <laughs> is yours. <laughs> Thank you so much, Johnny. Uh, guys, I'm going to tell you about my surroundings in a little bit, but let me help with a quick story. When I was uh, about 30 some years old, I decided that uh, I, I met this new person named Jesus and I wanted to marry him with my love of baseball. So I decided I wanted to write a book about Christian baseball players, but I had a problem. Actually, I had two. My first problem is I didn't know how to write. And my second problem was I didn't know any of the Christian players. As luck would have it, and by the way, luck stands for living under Christ's kingship. It, 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 I learned about uh, this gentleman who was a friend of mine who was working for Major League Baseball, and he gave me what I considered to be the Holy Grail. It was the Major League Baseball Players Guide, and in it contained everything baseball. And as I flipped through it, the first thing I saw in an alphabetical listing was this thing called Baseball Chapel. Baseball Chapel, what is that? And I, I read, and it said it's, it's, it's bringing chapel service to the major minor league stadiums every Sunday in the baseball season. And then I looked and I saw there was right up the street from my house in, Bloomfield, in Bloomingdale, New Jersey, literally 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, this is unbelievable. I saw the executive director's name, said Dave Swanson. I picked up the phone. I called him. I said, Mr. Swanson, my name is Joe Pellegrino. I love the Lord. I love baseball. And I want to write a book about Christian baseball players. And I need your help. And he said to me, Call me in three months. I said, okay. Put it on my calendar. Three months later, I call him up. I said, this is Joe Pellegrino. You told me to call. He said, call me in three months. I said, okay. Circle it. Three months go by. Hi, Mr. Swanson, Joe Pellegrino again. You told me to call you. Call me in three months. Now I'm getting a little ticked off, guys. Okay. One year later, I said, I will call one more time. And I picked up the phone and I called him. I said, Mr. Swanson, Joe Pellegrino again, you told me to call you in three months. And he stops me and he said, meet me at the Kinlon Spa Diner in 20 minutes. Now, I lived in West Milford, New Jersey. The Kinlon Spa was a, a place in Kinlon, New Jersey, which was exactly 20 minutes. I had shorts on and a T-shirt. I bolted upstairs, put a suit on, and ran out the door to this diner where I saw at the front door a six-foot-three imposing bald man with a scowl on his face. And I said, Mr. Swanson, he shook his head yes. He opened the door for me to go in. And as I'm going in, he hands me a piece of paper. He went to the waitress to get seated. And as he did, I'm looking at the paper and it was the names of all the players that attend chapel in Major League Baseball. So we're getting seated. And as we're getting seated, I, I couldn't wait. I grabbed him the back of his shirt. And I said, Mr. Swanson, why now? And he said, Joe, sit down. He said, Joe, my family owns Thomas English muffins. I'm in charge of purchasing. He said, I never bought the first time a salesman came. I never bought the second time he came. I never bought the third time he came. But he said, if that guy persevered four times and persisted, he had a client for life. You just did it. I went, holy cow. What an unbelievable story. Gentlemen, what I want to talk to you about today is strength in perseverance. Strength in perseverance. You see, that man changed my life. The book was my vision from God. God's vision was the relationship that I needed to make the book happen. 
but it was much more than that. You see, this man literally altered my life. He got me involved in Baseball Chapel to the point where he was grooming me to take over the presidency of Baseball Chapel when he had a cancer, heart attack, and stroke in three, uh, three consecutive years. And then he ended up dying. But what he did was open my eyes to who I really was in a world that I was not invited into unless he brought me into it. It changed my life. Now, you see, I could have quit in those three, the three months, six months, nine months. But because I persevered, the Lord honored that. That man was put in my life for a reason, specific reason. And I have to ask myself this question. What if I did not persevere? What if I didn't persist? Gentlemen, what is it right now that God is working on in you that you are getting frustrated with? You are just... I. I'm going up the mountain and it's just getting too much. And I can't, I'm going to quit. Anybody would jump. Anybody would understand. I, it's okay for me to quit, but you didn't know that you were almost at the top of the mountain, ready to go down the other side. We quit too early in my book, transform seven pillars of a legacy minded man. When I presented at churches, I've had two pastors come to me and said, Joe, I want you to focus on pillar number six. Do you know what pillar number six is gentlemen? It's perseverance. Do you know why they asked me that? Because they said, my men are quitters. Well, listen, I know a little bit about quitting because I quit all my life. I quit all my life up until that time when I had the guts and the nerve to say, no, I'm going to make that other call. I'm going to follow through. And it has radically changed my life. And as I study the word of perseverance and look through the scriptures, I say, who can I look to for an example? And, you know, there's so many examples. I mean, I can go to Paul, I can go to Joseph, but there is one little segment of scripture found in Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52, that I believe just blows this out of the water. And it's the story of blind Bartimaeus. You know, blind Bartimaeus. He's a guy who was kind of sitting uh, on the side. He needed help with everything. He couldn't do anything without someone else. But in this verses, which I'd like to read to you, it says this. Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, that is the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Gentlemen, life is going to shout us down. It's going to shout us down. But if we persevere and persist, the incredible things that we can see, in this case, he saw everything. Now, I want to point you to one part of the scripture that I think is absolutely pertinent to this entire discussion on strength through perseverance. And it says this, throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. Now, I don't know what version of the scriptures you guys 
three, but I'm going to give you the Joe version of that, that piece of that person, scripture. I'm going to say, it says this, jumping to his feet and throwing off everything he owned, he was led to Jesus. You see, this cloak was used for two specific things. First of all, during the day, it would be spread between his legs so that when people pitched alms to him, donations, he would, at the end of the day, roll it in and bring all the money to him. At night in Israel, it gets pretty darn cold. That would use, he would use for, to keep him warm. So literally, guys, this was his home. This was his bank. And he said, jumping to his feet and throwing it off, he was led to Jesus. So gentlemen, what this is telling me is when we are struggling in our persisting nature, we, we, we're more of a procrastinator than a persistinator. We need to recognize that we have to throw off the things of this world to be led to the one who can give us everything, everything that we need. And, and as I look at the story, I'm like blown away because you see, he also goes on to say this. Jesus says to this guy, this blind guy, he says, what is it you want me to do for you? Are you kidding me? I'm blind. Can't you see that? Did Jesus know that? You bet he knows that. But here's the other piece that I learned from this passage. We have to ask. We have to ask. We have to verbalize it. Because he is abundantly willing to give us the desires of our heart as long as they match up with the will of the Father. We have to ask. So I want to ask you guys a question right now. If Jesus came to you and he said, what is it? What is it you want me to do for you? What would you say? What would you say? I was amazed when we were doing this at, at a uh, conference we were doing. And the pastor, we broke, got into breakout sessions and we asked that question. He said, guys, answer this question. And the pastor came back to me and he said, Joe, I can't believe it. My men don't know how to answer the question. They don't. You see, there is, uh, let me just say this. When you squeeze an orange, do you know what comes out? Orange juice, not tomato juice. Do you know why? Because inside the orange is orange juice. It's not tomato juice. But the reality is this. A lot of times we think that we're pouring in whatever we're pouring in. And when our back gets against the wall, what's gonna, what we put in is going to come out. And a lot of people have this dream that tomato juice is going to come out of them. But no. That's not what's going to come out of you because you didn't put tomato juice in you. You put orange juice in you. I'm forgive me, opposite way. And you, we have to recognize that what we're putting into our life is going to come out of us, and that's going to help us to persevere and persist. You see, the valley of life is a place where we're going to get burned. In order to get to the mountaintop, we've got to go through the valley. And I want to tell you this: there is a a, a baseball bat and a baseball bat gets cut. And the last thing that happens to a baseball bat, a wood bat, is it has to roll through the flames. Do you know why? It's not to consume the wood. It's actually to pull out all the impurities of the wood. So the heat is not there to consume. It's there to purify. And when we recognize that, it changes everything. You see, the Lord is, is the flames of life, the, the evil one is going to lick your, your feet, but it's not there to consume you. It's there to purify you. So as we trek up the mountain, 
remember something. God is something powerful on the other side. If in fact, he's the one leading you up that mountain. Now, let me tell you about my surroundings with my last couple of minutes. I'm at my sister-in-law's house right now because I was called to New Jersey yesterday morning on an emergency. Vice president of our board's wife, Mary Ann Silva, had a severe brain aneurysm one week ago, and she was all but left for dead. As a matter of fact, they let everybody come into the room to say their goodbyes because they didn't think she was going to make it. But her husband, my brother Joe Silva, is a man of God, a man who recognizes persistence and perseverance. And no matter what the doctors told him, he would say, no, I'm a man of faith. We believe in the healing power of God. And she had brain, no brain activity on Saturday. And they said, we're gonna, we, we want to start the death protocol. And he said, no. And I prayed. And I told him, Joe, I'm getting on a plane. And I'm coming to New Jersey. And I, we, I went to the hospital yesterday. And as I'm there watching this man operate in the godly wisdom and the power of God, the perseverance of God, we prayed. And I mentioned my mother-in-law while I was over her. And she used to take care of my mother-in-law. And when I mentioned her name, who she loved so much, her foot kicked. And then my, Joe said, hey, Marianne, you want to go to Disney World? I know you love Disney World. And her foot kicked. And then two more questions. And her foot kicked. And then Joe got so excited. He went out to the doctor and told him. And the doctor with a staunch face said, those are just the boots, the electric boots that are on her kicking. And I said, no, it wasn't. I watched her feet. I saw the electric part of, that was inflating. This was on demand. She responded to a specific question. Do not tell me that my God cannot heal her. But we have to persevere and persist. The faith that you've put in, gentlemen, what you put into yourself is going to come out when your back is against the wall. What have you put in? What have you put in? Are you understanding that the flames of life are natural? an absolute blessing to us in order to purify us and pull out of us all the crap that needs to come out of us so that the only thing that shines through is a faith that believes, a hope that transforms. That is the word strength through perseverance. And I, I, I want to tell you this as I close. It all comes down to one powerful word, in my opinion. The word is attitude. You see, attitude is the only thing we control in life. The only thing. And I believe it's a divine word, gentlemen. I believe there's two divine words in the English language that God has given us. The first one is joy. And the reason why I believe joy is a divine word is because it gives us the formula for success in the Christian life. Jesus, others, and you. Joy. But the second word is attitude. Attitude, again, is the only thing we can control. And the reason why I believe it's a, it's a, a divine word is because if you take the word attitude, A-T-T-T-I-U-D-E, and you put it out and you put the numeric value under each letter, A equals 1, T equals 20, et cetera, and you add it up, you know what it equals, gentlemen? It equals 100. You know why? I believe it's a divine word. Because there's no such thing as 110%. But there is such thing as 90%. There is such thing as 70%. And there is such thing as 50%. God is calling us to give 100% of our attitude to belief and trust, perseverance, strength, all of the things, the monikers that he has built us, men of God, to do. Attitude. What is your attitude today? My brother, Anthony, prayed this morning. We were not promised today 
It's a gift. What are you doing with that gift today? Well, gentlemen, whatever it is, I pray that you will persevere and persist so that the muscles that built are built in your body will be so unbelievable that people will just be drawn to you because they're going to want what you have, an unshakable faith that's built in strength because you persevered with a powerful and positive and biblical attitude. Lord, I love you. I thank you. I praise you. I thank you for this word. I thank you for your word. I thank you for my friend Joe, who exemplifies what it means to be a man of God, a husband of unbelievable relentlessness, and a father that teaches his children to, above all things, trust and love the Lord. I love these men on this call, Father. I thank you and praise you for them. And I pray, Lord, that these truly are the mighty men of God. For it's in your powerful and majestic name I pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. Amen. Joe, thank you. A powerful, powerful word. I'm a, you know, I'm uh, old school. I won't pray behind you. You did an amazing job. Thank you for reminding us that perseverance uh, th that that exemplifies what strength really is. You know, we we look at that. We look at uh, the woman with the issue of blood that persevered. We look at uh, one of my favorites, uh, Jacob. You know, on the end of his perseverance, it, it was a new identity and a new yes. at the end of it. And that's the thing that that's kind of interesting too, because when I reminded of the story, is that um, he persevered into the morning and. When, when Jesus had to go, Jesus simply touched his leg. That's right. But, but that's the same touch he could have put administered at the midnight hour. He didn't have to wait until the morning. He could have mm -hmm. released him anytime, but he needed to know how bad did he want it. Mm -hmm. You needed to know if you needed a new identity, what would you do to persevere to have it? Did you have the strength that you needed to change your identity and change the trajectory of your entire family? And at the end of the day, gentlemen, that's some of the cases that we need to do. We need to, we, here's our example of what perseverance or the strength in perseverance that we need because it can change our lives and not only our lives, everybody but that comes behind us. And so amazing, amazing um, uh, word this morning, Joe. Thank you so much. Uh, with that, gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and, and get us out, out of here. Joe's already prayed for us. We look back, uh, look to uh, end this month out on Thursday. And uh, until then, gentlemen, let's move in strength. Let's move in perseverance. Amen. Amen. God bless y'all. We'll be praying you, for you with Joe, too. Also, Joe. Good job, Joe. Thank you. Great job. Great job. Outstanding, Joe. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bless you all.